A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. We're talking about careers here on Money FM 89.3. Every weekend, I bring in Adrian Chu, the career strategist, founder at Career Agility International, and his business partner, Zian Chi, executive director at Career Agility International. We always pick a different topic. This week's a good one, and it's something increasingly important, I think, in today's workplace. Five tips for bosses managing new staff as they acquire another company. And this is something where they want to curry favor, I guess, Adrian, when they move into a new office and they're basically inheriting a staff. Yeah, that's right. Because we see an increasing amount of acquisitions and mergers nowadays in the companies, especially in fields like IT and pharmaceuticals. So you need to be very careful, especially when you're moving into a new role and you are having a new team in charge for you to be in charge of. And one of the things that you really need to be mindful of is that the acquisition may not have been a friendly one or even a happy one. So you might be seen as the outsider. And a lot of times, uh, the people they may be resistant, resistant to having you on board as a new leader. Mm, yeah, it can be a bit disconcerting. So as usual, we've got uh, five different tips here. And the first one is, uh, Yen, give clear direction. So you're coming into a company, you're a boss, you're inheriting all this staff. And I guess that they're a bit suspicious. They're worried they're going to lose their job. So you've got to give them really clear direction and not sort of have them second-guessing things. Yeah, I'd like to say for a start that you have to prove that you know your content, that you know your stuff, and that's really important. So many new managers who take over or, or a manager that takes over a new team, the team is watching you and they're looking at whether or not you really are worth the respect and, and some of this is really important. So, so if you know your content or if you don't know your content or you don't understand mm. the market of the company that you acquired, yeah. then it's very hard to gain the respect. It's very hard than to set any clear direction at all. I guess the first week you'd be doing specifically fact-finding strategies, if any, and then second week and the third week you have to have your ninety-day plan as well, just like any onboarding. And you know, Adrian, it does make people very suspicious, doesn't it, when they see new bosses come in or consultants and they're sitting around, and they're observing everything, and everyone feels like they're on edge and that they could be losing their job at any time. Yeah, that's right. And it's even more so when the, the new boss coming in is from the acquiring company. Mm. And it's even scarier when, when they also have a team. And suddenly you're wondering, it's like, hey, wait a minute, uh, I'm, I'm the finance manager. He has a finance manager. Mm. Oh, what's in it for me? Or what should I be expecting? Two people for every position. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it, a football team like oh, Manchester yeah. City with all the depth. <laughs> so so uh, you, as an incoming leader, you have to provide the direction. And also not just in terms of the strategy, but also in, in terms of uh, the style. And, mm. and you want to set a direction, the tone and everything. And, and, and sometimes you have, like, for instance, a software company, a company that's predominantly software acquiring a hardware company. And, and then the people from the hardware company are wondering, is the thrust going to be now moved towards software or is it hardware? So they have no idea what to do. And they're looking to the leader for direction. So as a leader coming on board, you have to be clear on what corporate wants and you we must be able to communicate to the new team what the direction is going to be. Indeed. We're with uh, Adrian Chu and CN Chi from Career Agility International. Five tips for bosses managing new staff as they acquire another company and they inherit a team. Point number two, Adrian, set the expectations at the beginning. And this ties into point number one, giving clear direction. Yes. So right from the very beginning, you have to set an expectation. Let people know what exactly you want from them, what exactly are the KPIs. And, you know, if, if you do not have a set plan yet, let them know by when you're going to have the set plan. And of course, like what Yen said, you know, you may not have all the information up front, but once you do, you have to be very clear. 
because the last thing you want is for people to sit around and wait for you or and wait for instructions and none are coming from you. And the other area about setting expectations is in terms of, of uh, work ethics delivery. So we had a client once, uh, this, he, he was an MD and he, he took over a new organisation where uh, in terms of uh, the work styles and everything, they were a bit laid back. Mm. So he had to press a few buttons to make sure they jump. <laughs> and, and so you have to set expectations. Like I, I want the reports out by, by two days right. after this happens or whatever it is. So you in have the to past, set... we may have done this. You may have had two weeks, but now I want it in a week. Yeah, that's right. So you have to set expectations up front. Otherwise, it's not fair. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, point number three talking about five tips for bosses managing new staff as they acquire another company and mergers and acquisitions, very common in today's workplace. Understand the team's culture. And this, again, flows on from the first two points. I think that's really tough when you're merging two different organisations. Just relegating the specific analysis to an acquisition as you, the, the new manager, taking over a team that doesn't belong to you. So you're inheriting that team and you're also inheriting a culture. They're used to certain practices and behaviours. I mean, we, we know of this specific line manager who comes in and he's very upset that the team seems to have um, no sense of time. They would be coming and going, but they're still doing their work and they're still getting the results because the previous culture was of trust. But this new new acquiring manager had a, had a different <laughs> strategy. I mean, he's looking at, hmm, I wonder if, uh, where's this person? And, and he's, because he hasn't yet built that level of trust. And so that was tough. And he's starting to question. And I think in his paranoia, decided that this is not a good thing. And, and I guess you can tell what happened after that. In fact, what is interesting as well is uh, to understand the local culture because this same manager we are talking about, he was not from Singapore and he came on board and he was wondering, why are Singaporeans, why are my staff having business lunches? They should not be having lunch with clients because back where I came from, we don't really uh, do business lunches. But we had to explain to him that no, the best uh, outcomes, the best meetings are over lunches with your clients, lunches with your partners and everything. Mm. So he had difficulty coming to terms with that as well. You know, about 15 to 20 years ago, I joined a sports network here in Singapore and it was a merger of two different companies with very different cultures. One was very kind of buttoned up, conservative, um, you know, trustworthy, solid. The other one was a bit like cowboy, pushing the limit, very aggressive, um, you know, backstabbing and all that. And, and these two, sports networks just for convenience merged and it wasn't a happy marriage because mm. the cultures were so incompatible yes so i think the the one that was a bit more of the cowboy culture kind of won in the end in my opinion uh so i always think it's important that uh, the cultures can merge it's a bit like blood types isn't it <laughs> where you're trying to give someone a blood transfusion and it's the wrong one and it rejects it right but sometimes it doesn't work. Doesn't uh, work. It, it sometimes doesn't work. Or sometimes you've got to give it time. And people seem to think, oh, let's put a plaster on it. Let's do a team building thing. Mm. Let's make everyone go climb team trees. Building. <laughs> and, and then for one afternoon, you expect magic. Uh, like suddenly everyone's in love. Yeah, yeah. That I, you know, Look, that, that's spot on, uh, Yen. And again, point number four, I guess, flows in from that as well as we give five tips for bosses managing new staff as they acquire another company with Adrian Chu and Zian Chi. Get to know everyone. You've, you can't make shortcuts with this, Adrian. I've been in companies where I've had bosses that thought they didn't need to get to know me because they were talking to my manager. And it's extremely irritating because you want to be respected. You want to be understood. And it's, it's an organic thing. You can't kind of fast track this thing. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of times, especially in Asia, relationships are important. And, you know, if you're not respecting me as a, as, as, as a team member, a lot of times uh, the disengagement sets in. And, you know, after a while, I don't feel valued and I'm going to look for a job elsewhere. Mm. So one of the areas which we often see is when, when a new manager comes on board, 
generally, we like to track in terms of retention, how many of the people who, who matter have left. So sometimes we see a new manager coming on board. Within six months, the entire original team has left, which may be a good or a bad thing. But ultimately, you want to measure against uh, the people who matter, whether or not they're staying or not. So you have to make sure that you know everybody. You know, and Adrian brings up a good point. You know, he says that people may leave. But the other thing is they may stay and they may subconsciously sabotage the success of that company because they're working with a boss or someone they dislike so much that they don't want them to get deals done. Yeah, and but you know, you know, they have to stay because they want to. Yeah, you know, they want to stay in the job. They need a paycheck, but they they don't want their teammates to succeed. And you know what Asians are particularly good at? Yes. Passive aggressive. Yes. Ever, there's a there's a lot of passive aggressiveness. But my advice to a, a manager inheriting a team is to get one to ones regularly, but to also switch things up frequently so that the environment changes. So sometimes a one on one can be over a cup of coffee. It doesn't have to be in a formal meeting room. And the advice to the manager is to look out for the informal political alignments that are invisible for now. So let's say it's your it's your first day and you're talking to the team and you've made an announcement and this guy comes up and he talks to you as the as the new manager, as his new boss, right? Say, hey boss, let me tell you everything about the team. And he he becomes like Varys in Game of Thrones. <laughs> so so he's the master whisperer, right? Mm. And and he's he's just giving you an update and all that. So he, as as a manager, sometimes you have to listen to what he's saying what he's not saying and then validate it according to what other people are saying. So that's actually a very tough skill to learn. And I think, Adrian, you would agree with me on this, that a lot of expats come to Asia and they may be in a company acquiring another company and they try and take shortcuts when it comes to getting to know their stuff, especially if they're culturally different to them. If they're, say, Singaporeans or Malaysians or whatever, they say, oh, look, it's just too hard. I, I can't relate to this person. They never really get to know their name, their background, and it backfires on them. They've got to put in the hard work get to know the person, understand their culture. If they like to go out, break fast, for example, in Ramadan, book a poissa, then break fast with them. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. If it's Chinese New Year, you know, get a, a red packet. And these are the kind of things that you need to do when you're a manager coming into a company and you want your staff to like you and, and work for you. You've got to do these things and there's no shortcuts. Yeah, that's right. And you've got to get in with the culture as well. I remember one of my previous jobs, I had an American colleague, who's this guy who's been in Singapore for 12 years. And uh, he's never tried eating at Hawker Centre before. Mm. And uh, when we brought him there, he was not too happy about it. <laughs> and uh, in fact, uh, it was his birthday, so we bought him a pandan cake. Oh, nice. and, he, and he looked at it and he said, I've never seen a green cake before. It looks, <laughs> it looks disturbing. I said, come on, you don't know what you're missing. But you know, that's, that's why. I mean, if you're in Singapore... And uh, you're, it's, it's a new culture and everything. You've you got to get to know everyone. You've got to get into the culture. And you know, sometimes if, if you have to eat an egg with the duck still in it, oh. like if you're in Balut, oh. if you're in Philippines, <laughs> just oh. take it down, <laughs> suck it, just, just suck on the egg, literally. So. Yeah, yeah, you've got to do it just to win, you know, win favor and try and get the people to like you and know this person is genuine. They're boots and all. They're not doing things, uh, you know, in half measures. Point number five, constant feedback. A lot of times, if there's no communications between the leader and the new team, the whole process will just fall apart. So you have to have constant communication, feedback sessions, even, even informal sessions like what Ian mentioned uh, over coffee. But sometimes as well, uh, you can, as, as a leader, as a coach, you can provide in-the-moment feedback. Like if you see something is not being done correctly or something that could be done better, hey, I, I noticed that in the meeting just now, you mentioned so and so and so mm, and this. Mm. Uh, what could have been done better is this and this and that. So provide constant feedback, especially with regards to performance. Or if you see a behavior 
that is not in line with the new culture that you want to set. So as a leader, it is upon it is incumbent upon you to be able to set a tone, to be able to provide feedback when things are not right, rather than let it be quiet or let it fester. And then one day when you've really hit a limit and you, and you go, you know, five weeks ago you did this and then three weeks ago you did that and the poor guy is going like, what did you have told me earlier? I didn't know. <laughs> no, the, feed, the, the feedback is really important. But also, as what Adrian is saying, um, I think a lot of line managers need to understand how to give that feedback and that people take things differently. Uh, one of the things I wanted to add was um, when a new manager flies in or you're acquired, it, I think it works for both both situations. And I remember being hauled into uh, the conference room and the big boss was just making some announcements. And one of the things that one of the early messages was, I don't like politics. I don't want I don't want to <laughs> see any of you clicking around and having and, and just because he said it, I mean we could all read between the lines and we knew immediately that he was a player on the game of Thrones. So I, I, I'm, I'm still bruised. You're, you're, so, still, so you're still over the GOT, right? I'm, I'm not over the GOT, no. Yeah. So, so there, there is that. And so you forget that people are watching you, just like our children are always watching us. Mm. Um, your, your team's watching you. Every behavior, every action, every every communication is picked apart and analyzed. And yeah. it's like, what does he want? What, what's he looking at now? Uh, what's going on? Because they also want to make it work. So you've got to give the people a chance. This does sound like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, Zian Chi and Adrian Chu from Career Agility International. When we come back after the song, I'm going to be giving uh, five tips that I actually learned from a similar situation from this, and it's uh, the war stories that we always enjoy. So keep it here on Money FM 89.3.